The more you focus on the flesh, the more you focus on not doing your struggle, the more it, it dis, more distracted you get towards it or the more it brings attention to itself. And so you seem to be kind of brought into it. I thought tonight as I'm bringing a message on purity and righteousness and wanting to give that purity and righteousness to God, how many sermons I have sat in where the guy starts preaching, he starts naming off different sins, and the next thing you know, I'm sinning in my mind. Next thing you know, I got the battle raging in my mind, and I had to check myself as I was making my notes today. I don't want this to be that. I don't want us to focus on the flesh. I want us to focus on the Spirit because God has given us a way that we can be preemptive. Doing something today that is going to help me tomorrow and is going to help me in a week and a month and a year. Doing things daily in my life that are going to help me be able to face those struggles and those difficulties that are in all of us. There's none of us that don't have it. If anybody tells you, well, I don't struggle at all in the flesh, except you're a liar. Other than that, Everything is really good for you. The Bible says all temptation is common. We might have little different points of where we're tempted, but all temptation is common. We all are tempted. We all have failed. We all know what that failure feels like. We've all had to go back to God and say, Lord, will you forgive me? I can't believe that I've done that, that I said that, that I did it. I remember years ago trying to get a handle on how I was disciplining my kids, had read the book, um, uh, uh, from D James Dobson, the strong-willed child, and was really trying not to discipline them out of anger. And it just seems like I was being tested at every turn. I'd be driving down the road and be like, going on behind me in the seat. And, and then here would come, you kids better stop, you know. And then I'd go driving home going, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. So whatever that struggle is, whatever you're going through, whatever is that reoccurring thing that's happening in your life, I want you to know that God knows it and God has given us a way to be able to overcome it. And it is preemptive. It is by using our freedom for good, for edification. It is by walking in love towards those that are around us. That's going to take care of a lot of things. If we genuinely say, I'm walking in love today and staying in sync with the spirit that is already inside of you as a Christian. Now, there are a couple other promises that are like this one. This is a very powerful passage. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's very powerful. And if we can apply it, it's going to be really powerful. But there are a couple others that are like it. One of them is Psalms 37, 4, and 6. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. No, the He will bring it to pass. You're trusting in God. You're committing your ways. You're delighting in the Lord. He will bring it to pass. Notice the next verse. He shall bring forth righteousness as a light. You're delighting in God. You're, you're uh, committing your way to Him. You're trusting in Him. And He's bringing righteousness. You have your part and He's going to work the other part. God's not saying in that passage, you rotten, horrible, you know, sinning Christians, bring forth righteousness to God. And I'm not ever saying there's no command in the Bible that says that. But I love passages like this that tell us that we have something we can do that will cause God to bring forth righteousness in my life. And since God can do anything, this seems like a win-win for me. 
I delight in God. I trust in him. I commit my ways to him and he will bring forth righteousness as light and your justice as the noonday, it says. We have another passage like it in the New Testament. Jesus speaking in John 15, 5. I am the vine. You are the branches or the branches as the song. He who abides in me. So you think of a, of a vine and a branch attached to the vine and the vine getting life from the branch. So we stay attached to Jesus and we get life that comes from being attached to Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him bears much fruit. There it is. It just, it happens. If you stay attached to Jesus as a vine, there's going to be fruit in your life. There's, there's no way to avoid it. A well taken care of vineyard, the branches produce fruit. You will produce fruit if you in, make an effort to stay close to Jesus. And again, you're not doubling down on whatever your struggle is. You're saying, I want to stay close to Christ. I want to stay attached to him. He goes on to say, for without me, you can do nothing, which tells us a lot that we want to stay attached to him because the things that aren't of Christ don't mean anything. Without me, you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my word abide, words abide in you. So there's two different areas. We stay attached to him and his word abides in us. We know the scriptures, we're studying them, we're memorizing them, we're able to get them into our mind. And I wanna be really practical here. There are several Bible memory apps that are really good. Take time to download the app. Take time to check and see if you have these passages memorized. There's a lot of good systems on these different apps. When I was a new believer, we had memory cards. We would go, I would go to um, Living Word, which is in Albuquerque. I guess Gospel Supplies was here when I got here in the 80s. But I would go to Living Word and um, I would buy the little flashcards that I would look at the scripture, flip it over, it would give you blanks. And then a little bit later on, you would just kind of hide it, say it, and then come back and do it. And interestingly enough, if you've heard me, heard me quote a scripture over, a, if you've been coming for a couple of years and you've heard me quote one scripture over a couple of years, it's because I memorized that when I was like 14 years old. I, I, I memorized a, a myriad of passages and flashcards don't really do it today. I'm sure they're still around, but you have your phone with you and you're gonna be staring at it as you're waiting in line at Chipotle anyway. So you might as well utilize the time to do something edifying for your soul, to have God's word abide in you. Take Jesus up on what he says. Abide in me and let my word abide in you and you will have whatever you ask. Listen to what he goes on to say. He says, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now that doesn't mean he's gonna give you ungodly desires. It means as you're abiding in Christ and as his word is abiding in you, your desires are becoming godly. You're wanting godly things within your life and you want this. And as I said a few weeks ago, you want it even if you don't want it because you don't want the destruction and the deceptiveness of sin. We are so easily deceived by it. And we want to give God righteousness. It's just part of being a Christian. As we, we, we want to give him holiness, we want to give him righteousness. We just get so lost and we don't know how to do it.